Hello and welcome to Chaplain's Word of the Day. I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as we explore God's Word so that we can be inspired, challenged, and comforted together. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett and today I want to share a word about multiplying leaders as I comment on 1 Kings 19 verses 15 and 16 and also verses 19 through 21. This passage reads, Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazal as king over Aram. Also you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, of Abel-Maholah, as prophet in your place. So he set out from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, who was plowing. There were twelve yoke of oxen ahead of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle over him. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. Then Elijah said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? He returned from following him, took the yoke of oxen, and slaughtered them using the equipment from the oxen. He boiled their flesh and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out and followed Elijah and became his servant. One reality that I often remind church members about is the fact that the church is only one generation away from extinction. Until that day when our Lord returns for us, all of us in the church will sooner or later face death. No one lives forever on this earth, and since local churches consist of people who will pass away, our congregations must have new blood to be able to continue to exist and to minister for the cause of Christ. Now, a church that does not replace those who have passed on will soon pass on itself. And the same is true about the leadership of God's people. Leaders also have to be replaced, and that's the focus of our Bible passage for today. Elijah was an anointed man of God, and God used him to confront the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. He uh, used him to confront the king and queen of Israel, and uh, he was a powerful preacher, used of God in many different ways. But God knew that Elijah's time of ministry on earth was finite. In fact, God had plans to bring Elijah home to heaven sooner rather than later, and thus God directed Elijah to call Elisha to be his apprentice, and he did so. And we can learn some powerful lessons from his obedience in this matter. Now first, we need to understand just how important obedience is to our God. Now we know that God is love and that He is gracious, but we also must remember that He is the sovereign Lord. He deserves to be obeyed, and He requires obedience from His people. Samuel rebukes Saul's disobedience by telling him that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And Jesus told us, if you love me, keep my commandments. We cannot know what would have happened had Elijah disobeyed God. But we do know what happened when the northern kingdom of Israel disobeyed God. They were taken into captivity by the Assyrians and they disappeared into the mists of time, never to be a nation again. 
Last week we saw that Moses disobeyed God and he struck the rock instead of speaking to it. And as a result, he was banned from the promised land. We need to determine in our hearts to obey our God and to ask for the Holy Spirit's help to do just that because obedience is very important to our Lord. Second, we need to embrace God's vision for our service to Him instead of our own vision. Yes, we must have a sense of ownership in our ministries, but our ownership must be from the perspective of a steward, not from the perspective of being the master. For we are not the master. We are not the masters of our fate, and all that we have been given on this earth has been given to us by the grace of God. Everything we have comes through the love and grace of God for us. We need to remember that no one is irreplaceable, and indeed, one day we will all be replaced. We must not cling to the imaginary power we think we have here on this earth, nor should we worry about our legacy amongst people. The only one we need to please in the end is God, and the way we do that is to embrace His vision, not ours. Peter found out this truth when he tried to rebuke Jesus, but instead he was the one brought up short, and he was compared to Satan. We must hold the reins of our ministries firmly, but also be willing and gracious to relinquish those reins when someone is appointed by God to take over our ministries behind us. Finally, we must intentionally multiply ourselves through investing in others, which is exactly what Paul taught Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.2, which says, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. You know, sometimes these leaders will rise to the top and they are apparent for all to see, like Joshua and Caleb were for Moses and Timothy was for Paul. But other times we have to seek them out the way that Samuel had to seek out David. In our example for today, God actually specifically told Elijah to seek out Elisha, and he'll do the same thing for us today. If we seek wisdom from God, he will provide it. And the one instance in which we need great wisdom, if no other place, is in the multiplication of leaders. Regardless of the details, we must make the effort to find the people whom God will use to lead the church when we are long gone. And remember, none of us will live forever. We need to be like Elijah and be sensitive to God's leading. We also need to be like Elijah and obey God when He does lead us. And finally, when the mantle is passed, it, it needs to be received with wholehearted obedience. And that's something we'll look at the next time we get together. Before I go, let me share my new book with you. Seminary taught me to be a pastor, but the Army taught me to be a leader. I would like to share how God melded those two skill sets in my new book, Decently and in Order. It's available now on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. If you want to know more about effectively leading teams and events, check out Decently and in Order on Amazon.com. I believe you will find it eye-opening and helpful. That's Decently and in Order by Otis Corbett. Thanks for taking a look. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with another portion of God's Word that we can consider together. Every blessing, I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett.